But Gary, I want to focus a little bit on the fact that you're back, baby. What did you think of our latest episodes? We had a few episodes about Black Friday. We talked about Thanksgiving. I don't even know what we talked about. We talked about lots of stuff. We talked what? about Log4j. Oh, Log4j. I'm sure you can yeah. give us your hottest I, I take love, on that. I'm going to give you a brief synopsis on Log4j. <laughs> I have no idea what it is because I'm sorry, <laughs> but I, I am not caught up on the recent episodes. <laughs> I also have no fucking clue about log Welcome back, podcast listeners. For the 28th episode of Not To Be Technical, our 30th recorded episode, we've got Charlie and we've got Gary back in the mix. Oh yeah, baby. Gary's back for the big 3-0. Welcome back, Gary. I'm glad to have you. What's going on, y'all? Glad to be back. I appreciate it. Yeah, it, it's been a rough couple of weeks, months, years without you. I don't know how long it's been. It feels like forever, but... You know, we're glad that the accounting world lets you out of its grasp just for this one evening so we can record. We just had a wonderful time yeah. celebrating Office's birthday. We got a podcast episode. It was great. We're reaching equilibrium. Everything's back to normal. Uh, you know, there's nothing going on in the world, like a pandemic or a new variant. Everything's good. You know, we had Office's birthday. But yeah, welcome back, Gary. Office, what do we got for the people today, though? What, what, how does this show work? You know, how, how does this go? So um, for those of us, you know, Gary, in case you forgot how the show works. Uh, he he since, probably did. Since you've been incarcerated for so long. You know, the first thing we do is, you know, we jump into some follow ups for either polls, anything on social media, maybe even previous topics from, you know, previous episodes. Uh, then we jump into trending technology for the you know the last week or so, uh, and then we usually end it on a meteor topic. Yes, uh, we do love a good uh, meaty topic at the end. So, are we going to discuss meat for the meaty topic today? Is that what you'd like to do? Yeah, I think it's only you have a, some hot takes on meat. It's only appropriate now that it's uh, Christmas week. Could you tell us about your like sous vide te- technique? Oh, I love the sous vide. I it's think one, I said that right. It's one of my favorite gadgets. I did a sous vide um, rib roast two years ago for Christmas 2019 before the pandemic. It was excellent. I'd highly then, recommend then it. Then the pandemic hit and you couldn't cook it anymore. <laughs> well, and then we couldn't have people over anymore. So uh, sous vide uh, a rib roast was a little bit much, but... It's a bit much just for you and the wife. Yeah, I would do that. It is. Yeah, maybe maybe Novice and I will do that. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. But Novice... I would have to say in office and Gary, thank you for kind of reintroducing us to the show format. Everyone always forgets. Everyone no um, one knows. But something I like to ask once in a while is Nafis, how the hell are you? Right now in this current moment, I, I feel like I sound kind of stuffy. That's because I fucking am. Uh, I'm very stuffy over the last week. Uh, thankfully, after three, uh, you know, COVID tests so far, all negative. I was almost about to say positive. Uh, all negative. <laughs> all, I, all positive. All positive. All positive. Good. Hell yeah. Let's no, go. They're all negative. So far, things are good. But I've been like stuffy for like the last like two weeks or so. So um, at least it's a good sign. Uh, as far as anything else, uh, I, I feel great. Um, I'm kind of tired and pooped from like the last week of birthday celebrations, which I don't think I've ever done like a birthday week. Um, but now I've had a birthday week and now I guess maybe now I'm coming down back to earth and realizing that life doesn't revolve around me. And I'm a little sad about that. But 
Um, week was pretty fun. Um, you know, we went to a show, Charlie and I, among a couple of other people. Um, it's uh, like an electronic show. Um, so we went to see Claude Von Stroke in Green Velvet. Um, don't Two know of if, Gary's favorites. Yeah, Gary loves them. Love me some Green uh, Velvet, baby. Yeah, I like Red Velvet. Red Velvet Honestly, is excellent. pretty good flavor. It's an excellent flavor. It's, it's Just probably a, it's like a, it's like a fancy vanilla. It's on the Mount Rushmore of velvets, I would say. Oh, you're right. Green, there's a green velvet, red velvet, uh, maybe oh. like a velvet wall or something. Isn't black you know, velvet like something a thing. Like, yeah. Uh, well, if this is just colors, and sure, okay. black velvet <laughs> and you know, pink velvet. This is a great topic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for proclaiming. Please, please continue. I'm sorry. I, I think we just completed that Mount Rushmore. We might get into a Mount Rushmore later, but the S Novice, we saw an excellent show, an EDM show, electronic dance music. Electronic dance Much music. Much fun to be had, but you were you were telling us about the artist, the show, but there was a we're, lot going on that lots week. Lots of dancing. We danced yes. for hours. Um, oh, we looked God. beautiful. I bought a shirt based on an Instagram poll that I put on my personal Instagram um, I think about 90% of people said yes, and a few people said no. And there's a good amount of turnout. I think like 50 people voted at least in that. Um, You're a so, popular guy. So uh, thanks for the votes. Uh, thanks for uh, providing me with the assurance I could buy that shirt. Uh, it was definitely worth it. I don't even know. So Charlie held my shirt for hours. I have no idea where he put it. Um, it's it's here in the house. I no, 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 but where you put it while like dancing and whatnot. I was going to say in my ass as a joke, but I kind of <laughs> did. It was in a bag. It was in a bag and the bag I then the kind of folded like ass. between like the bag was in my ass. Like I just stuffed it up there. And, yeah, it was a little well, tight. Um, uh, thank you for doing that. No, uh, for uh, uh, don't get to explain your ass. That was great to see. Um, because I think I voted in that poll like shortly after you posted it. So I didn't realize the results of the poll were to buy the shirt until I saw a later story with you wearing the shirt. So I was glad to see that you... Wait, is there a story with me wearing the shirt out there? I, be- I think there was. I believe I saw... Yeah, I, there was Maybe one. it was a video when you guys showed me. And the other thing is I was a little bit taken aback, but it made sense later on that I woke up on, I guess, Sunday morning and I got a notification on my Apple Watch that Charlie had burned over a thousand calories through dance. <laughs> And I, it, it seems it seemed a little early to be dancing, but it made sense. It was, it was very early in the wee hours oh. of Saturday night. So let me tell you, Gary, that I think that's underreported. Uh, Apple might've broken it up in between the previous day and the current day, uh, that notification, but you know, Apple has a, the Apple health app on the watch has a classification for dancing. I happen to be dancing. Not like Nofis, though. By the way, I'm going to post a video of Nofis dancing. It is phenomenal. His footwork. He was the star of the show. Everyone like was just in was awe watching him in the crowd. Just keep going nuts on it. I mean, Nofis is... at least 5,000 calories. Yeah, Nofis is fun as hell to go to a festival with. Like he, he dances his ass off. It's contagious, the energy around him. But I was dancing, too. I did my best. You know, I'm not the finest dancer, but I was having fun. I was, uh, dude, we had the most fun. Yeah, I've never been like so deep into a crowd where we're like r- pretty close to the like the actual DJ that's mixing, and then also have a lot of space because like that's what I don't like about like going to shows like that where it's outdoor. Where if you want to be close to the artist, you also have to be fucking like hugging everyone around you. 
but I think we probably hit a couple of people in the kidneys with the elbows here and there. And that really just gave us all the space we needed to relax. And that was a tip from Noffice to me. He's like, yo, like we need some more space. Let's just hit him into kidneys. Just a little <laughs> elbow jabs here and there. And just hey, we're sharp out. elbows out. You got some great content out of it. We did great content. Great fun, too. It was, fun. It was a fun ass show. We had a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. we celebrated your birthday doing that. Yeah. And I appreciate you guys. Like, I honestly, when we when I told Charlie like this, that's the show I wanted to go to. I didn't think that anyone else in our group would enjoy going to it. So I was a little concerned, but uh, everyone appeared to have a blast. I think I turned around maybe like five to six times and I was like asking like, hey, are you guys having fun or is it just me? And we were all like, dude, shut the fuck up. We're having a blast. This is great. I'm burning 1,500 calories dancing. I don't know what you're... Oh. No, but it, it was a great time, dude. I, I'm glad you celebrated your birthday. We also had a little dinner with some friends as well. Gary and the wife were able to make that. That was a hell of a good time. <laughs> yeah, that was a good time. That was like an interesting... Men, uh, like a, I've never had like that big of sort of like tapas style um, eating with like 10 people before. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Have you have you guys done that before? No, not really. And I, I have to say it was it was hilarious how we were waiting for like the last two people. And the girl was like, OK, like she reiterated like three times, like, I'm going to wait. Like I should wait. Right. To explain. The oh, menu. my God. Yeah, you're right. Oh, that's so and annoying. Then she comes back like another 20 minutes, whatever. So we were waiting all that time, obviously, before we ordered. And she comes back when we get the rest of our party there. And she's like, yeah, so we recommend you guys share everything. That was literally that the was, explanation of yeah, the menu. Yeah, she really, she really built up this explanation for the menu. Has anyone been here before? Like, no. Okay, yeah, I want to explain the menu, but everyone's not here. <laughs> like, I thought she was yeah. going to explain the fucking food. Yeah. She gave zero record. No, like, nothing, nothing was said. Like, and there was things to be explained for sure. Like, we we understood like the assignment. Like, we got it. Like, everything's on the menu. Like, okay, but like, there's certain types of things. It was like a like an Asian like Japanese style steakhouse. A little bit on the fancier side, so it's not just like dumbed down for like your typical restaurant. So yeah, there were things that like could have been explained by her much better. But she literally made us wait and wait for this explanation just to say, you guys should share everything. And I'm like, okay, thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, it was wonderful. But it was a great dinner nonetheless. Uh, Gary's back. He made the dinner. He's feeling better. He's not sick anymore like he was last week. Or maybe he yeah. is. I don't know. I was He's also under through. the weather and um, tested negative, thankfully. So, yeah. Great. I mean, Me too. maybe I it was a false negative. Who, who knows? It seems like there's yeah, stuff going around aside it's from weird. COVID. But, you know, it's yeah. weird getting sick. While COVID is around, especially now that it's surging, because now it's just like, I'm more suspect. And then I'm just like also overthinking if other people are like, yo, he's sniffling. Yeah, you got to really try not to be like seen coughing or sneezing in public. It's it's I don't want to be shamed, but (laughs) yeah, Yeah, it's always on my mind. I feel like coughing is the same reaction as if like if I were to pull my penis out in the middle of somewhere public. It's like, whoa, oh my god, why are you out like this? It's it would be it's the same thing. Maybe more alarming. Like if I'm like, oh god, please just put that away, dude. But coughing, like, no, I can't get COVID. Stop, son, you hitting my elbows. Stop. But Gary, uh, I want to focus a little bit on the fact that you're back, baby. Uh, What did you think of our latest episodes? We had a few episodes about Black Friday. We talked about Thanksgiving. I don't even know what we talked about. We talked about lots of stuff. We talked about Log4J. Oh, Log4J. I'm sure you can give us your hottest take on that. I'm going to give you a brief synopsis on Log4J. (laughs) I have no fucking idea what it is because I'm sorry, (laughs) but I I am not caught up on the recent episodes. (laughs) Um, Gary. 
this may not shock you. Maybe it will. Uh, I also have no fucking clue about log forge. So, <laughs> okay, good, um, good, good. And if you good. are a listener and you also don't know what log forge is, listen to our previous episode, episode twenty-seven, our twenty-ninth recorded episode. It's actually a huge internet vulnerability out there that uh, has affected a lot of companies, namely Microsoft. So far, it's kind of interesting. Uh, these guys don't care about it. But Gary, I'm glad you're caught up with the podcast that you're co-host on. That's excellent news. Uh, but I do, before we get into trending tech, I do want to get back to something we haven't done in a minute, guys. And it's a Mount Rushmore. We joked about the Velvet one. That's not our Mount yeah, Rushmore. Yeah, I love Velvet. It's the holiday season. There's lots going on, lots of joy. People love the holidays. They love Christmas. They love Hanukkah. They love Kwanzaa. They love all the holidays. Maybe they don't like holidays. It doesn't matter. It's the holidays. It's festive. Everyone loves it. But here's the thing. There's things people don't like. <laughs> There's things don't I don't like. Everyone loves it. Maybe, maybe they don't love it. Maybe I'm not that person. I don't know. But I think that there's a lot of things that are overrated around the holiday season. And this is our next Mount Rushmore, guys. I like this one. I like so, it. I'm not super prepared, but I like it. Great. So this is what I'm also going to do. So we've See. done some Mount Rushmores in the past. We had soups. We had pies. I think we had one other one. I can't remember. Velvet. But I think the uh, what I would like to do here is we each contribute one piece of the Mount Rushmore. Uh, so there'll be three of the four pieces of the Mount Rushmore, which is essentially a top four, if you don't know what we mean there, for the four presidential people etched in on Mount Rushmore. And the last one will be a consensus pick. So that's okay. the new format for Mount Rushmore's. I just made up this rule. I, like that. I didn't that's ask good. anyone. I like that. That's a lot less pressure. Yeah. And also, too, I feel like we were uh, meandering a lot sometimes. Ooh, with and certain there was too things. much overlap. There was too there much was, overlap, I yeah. think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The, oh, the Thanksgiving food was another Mount Rushmore. And I believe that was the first ever double Mount Rushmore with that's, pie, pecan pie, I believe. Um, I think that's wrong. Oh. I, uh, I think Gary said that, but I believe that was wrong because I think mine, in mine, I had pumpkin pie. And that was also said in the previous one. So that was actually the first official Mount Rushmore double. I'm just calling wow. it. Wow. What a great memory you have. Wow, this the listeners are definitely taking notes. The and, listeners and go who back are on check. social media, they definitely saw my my comment on yeah. that post, and they were like, "Yeah, Gary, you're wrong." They went back and listened. I got All right, but who's checked. going? You got fact checked, but let, let's go ahead, baby. Mount Rushmore of overrated things during the holiday season. Who, does anyone want to go first, or is it me? Who, who do we got? So I've got like three of them. Um, I'm just gonna pick one. one. Yep. Um, I, yeah, I think this one's always like classically overrated for me it's like uh i don't know like getting in your car to go see lights uh, <laughs> oh my god that was gonna be so. mine dude <laughs> uh, does this have to oh. be like a tradition can it be like a particular thing it, it could be anything kind of along those lines um but I'm sorry, Naf, go ahead. I just want yeah, to hear I mean, you rant it. about it. It's just like people okay, going cool. and driving oh, to dude, see that, people's houses. That's all you have on that? That was going to be mine. So yeah, let me give yeah. you what I got. Dude, it's so fucking stupid. You get in the car, you pay like 20, $20 to $40 a car. Maybe they make it per Wait, person. Wait, you and pay to go see what? Oh, hell yeah, you go oh, you pay no, to see lights. I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, oh my God. God. They that have is... all these parks all I around the country. I thought you were just talking about like going to a particular neighborhood that does it I'm big. doubling down. Oh, well, that's lame too, but at least it's free. And you're like, oh, well, look at that nice house like with the nice lights. Like, if I'm driving through somewhere, fine. Okay. But no, there are places where you pay to go drive through like a park that's like closed down. They built oh, these lights. I think I know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a bunch of them, dude. And people pay for this shit. And you, you're literally in this slow ass line. 
you know, it's just, it's a one way thing. It's not like you can just like leave whenever you want. Like I've had enough lights. Like you're stuck in this line, you're driving through this huge park and it's just all these lights that are built into shapes. Like, oh, here's a snowman. And he like moves his arms like once or twice. And then you, you, you drive slowly <laughs> to the fucking snowflake. You know, it's like, who cares? So I it's take it so that you shitty. guys don't have outdoor lights at your place. So that's different. I think I, that decorating for the holidays is fine. I and don't I've noticed mind a lot less people do it this year. Um, so I've been like, oh, that sucks. But I, and where I'm going to double down here and say, um, mind you, this is coming from uh, two people who believe lights are a vibe. Um, just not worth paying for to go in your car to see them. Oh, yeah, dude, definitely it's, not it's so worth dumb. paying for. I, and I people would agree love with it. That. I, mine people- is along the same lines as that. Um, I would say my overrated or disliked thing would be uh, inflatable yard decorations. I think they're kind Ooh. of lame and they don't look that great. Um, they. L- they have ones that, uh, that like move around. It'll be like maybe a, a chilly snowman or a dancing Santa that try to jazz it up, but it's just still like I feel like regular lights just really look a lot better. I'm not you're not probably a big fan right. Of the I, I didn't even think about that much. I've seen a couple of them that are okay, but you're right. They're like it doesn't really add a whole lot like of anything better. It's just like oh, okay. Yeah, it I, doesn't I think, look that good. Yeah, like, okay. imagine a yard. Like, we have we have a couple of houses in our neighborhood that just have like a million of these like inflatables, and it just looks like not that great, honestly. <laughs> you know, like regular lights, you know, do it better. I think. Yeah, I I have to agree with you, Gary. I think the inflatable thing just looks kind of cheap. You know, for lack of a better term, whether or not it's it's probably not cheap either. It's just. It just doesn't look good. It takes up a bunch of space. It demands attention and it's never worth giving the attention for. You just get some nice lights, make the nice yeah. place look good. Maybe you stick a few things in the yard if you really care. Like, why, why do you see this and you're like, I need this in front of my house? I need a big frosty the front. The, the <laughs> to be fair, I don't like, I, I don't think this is man. something that like triggers that me as much as, as you're triggered by paying to go see lights, Charlie. Um, True. It's, it's just something that like I walk through my neighborhood and I'm like, nah. Um, and my wife had brought this up and I, it got me to thinking about it. Like, yeah, they <laughs> it really inflatable lights. Are, if Miss yeah. Man doesn't like it, I certainly they don't, don't like it. They don't it. grind my That's gears that saying. much. It's just, I, I would not pay for them. I don't think they look great. I wouldn't either. That's a good call. So mine was kind of stolen by Nofice. That's okay. I have another one. Um, you know, I just had another thought. I don't know if this is okay to say say it we can cut it out you can cut it out you know what i don't all right you know what i'm gonna change i was i was gonna say eggnog I, eggnog's fine but i think it's a little overrated but this is what i'm gonna say that was one of mine like milk-based drinks like coquito eggnog i do like was, coquito but yeah that's a, eggnog, like half puerto rican in you really coming out dude everyone strong. loves coquito it's except you you tried some the other day that you liked i was, was there uh, so it's just like one of those drinks you can't drink a lot of. Like if I if you drink yeah. a lot of either of those, you're just not. It's in like for a white a good Russian. Night. I mean, it's like a milky, heavy base Ugh. with like just dark liquor. Like you're not gonna have a good time. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So along the same lines, I don't like when people put up nativities in their house. I, oh, I don't man. know what that is. Yeah, I'm gonna say I you think are it's trigger tatis with that one. Am what I really? Do you guys have yeah. a nativity in front of the house? We, we we not not outside. We have one inside. Can okay, someone tell so me what that I is? I'm fair. so confused. I, I, 
Oh, I think I know what it is. Is it? It, it the, is the birth of uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm glad and, you took it. Like I was going to describe that poorly, but yes. I, I wish I let you describe it. <laughs> um, you know, we would have gotten canceled. You know, I I think everyone's religious beliefs are fine. You know, I but like to just to really go all out on a nativity, like in front of the house, and like just demand, like it's like. Who is like, I get it at a church. Churches do this too, where they set up like a nativity and like people drive through and they go there and they take pictures. I, just I don't, don't think like you need to pay. religion being jammed down my throat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to walk around the neighborhood and like there's Jesus <laughs> being born again. No, I don't know. I, 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 I just think it's, I, I, I just don't think it's the place for it. You know, I don't know. It's like, I, I can't imagine just ever having a household and like just. I mean, I know this would never Kids happen. Kids are being in my radicalized household. by nativity sets yeah. outside. It's like you yeah. know, and it, it, it's like it's expensive too. Like the nativity set, dude. There's a lot going on in, in like the depiction of the nativity, right? All I can think about is I feel like there's a lot of hay. Oh, there's lots of hay. So lots you need to hay. buy hay. You need to buy the manger, which is what he's laying in. The big hut thing. You got Mary. Oh, you got Joseph. So you got, well of course, you got this. Jesus on. You got the three kings coming in with their, or whatever the three, <laughs> every, I forget what they're every called. Every I think word you kings. say, you're getting like an, another layer deeper into hell right now. I'm literally describing the nativity and the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. And there's nothing. You got the fucking manger thing, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> fucking bullshit. I mean, I mean, it's, it's I a beautiful just, scene. It's I'd beautiful. Say Gary, he's quite well informed. I have to give him that. He's not just him. Yeah, just by some is, yeah. I'm so impressed. He probably by knows how, his stuff when it comes to And you get the this. little donkeys in there too. I think donkeys were written <laughs> to like bring like the frankincense, the myrrh and the other gift for him. You know, I mean, there's, there's lots going on. It's expensive, dude. And for what? You, you put the you put the nativity up there. Who cares? Uh, who cares outside I mean, you? Like, by like, that logic, I, who cares about any Christmas um, decorations? This is so. man cares. True, I might add. Yeah, who cares? she cares uh, about it, Mrs. So, man. You know, um, my apologies, uh, <laughs> Miss Man. She puts up uh, a pretty a pretty little. But set. in the it's house, not, in the house, it's, is it's, different. It has sort of cartoony looking little cute characters, which you know I love. I'm a big fan of cutesy cartoony characters. It might be in the cards. Maybe it's a goal someday to get a big life-size outdoor set. <laughs> you hesitated time, there. I'm, I'm, I'm going to feel big um, judged by you. I'm just going to let you know that, Gary, for you and Tati's, I will procure a inflatable version of this nativity <laughs> so you guys can really have the what best if, of what both What if we worlds. had, like, all the all the characters were, like, wood or, like, really <laughs> legit, and then, like, the just the baby Jesus was, like, an inflatable? <laughs> okay, now I'm going to hell. All right, you're deeper in hell. Yeah, you're, you're at the next level there. But, yeah, so you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go with the nativity. I think the nativity is fine in the right setting. The church it makes perfect sense. I just, I don't know. I just think it's a bit much to, to put it in front of the house for display. Sorry, Miss Man. Uh, Mrs. Man. Okay. It's so, all good. So, so now we pull on like this next one. Yeah. So that's all just like, all right. So a few other things that were lingering for me. I mentioned eggnog. I'm One thing I was thinking about too. So you have time off in the holidays, right? Usually most people do. And when you have time off, you're like, oh, you know, I need to go to the store. Oh, I haven't done this in a while. And then you do that. And then everyone's at the freaking mall and it's a, it's a nightmare. Well, surprise, because, surprise. Yeah, because they put last minute <laughs> gifts, like all this shit, right? So I don't even know if this is like overrated or anything, but going to the mall around Christmas or right before, it's just not the move anymore. You just buy stuff online, same you know day, next even day worse. shipping. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think it's ever. That. I mean, so that's what's rough. It's like, uh, it's. Gary was about to tell us what's it, even oh, worse sorry. than that. Uh, this is not Christmas related, <laughs> but somewhat holiday related. I'm going to sound like an elitist, but the crowd of people who get gym memberships in January pisses me off as well. Ooh, that's a good one. It only lasts like two yeah. or three weeks and then they're oh, gone. But New Year's yeah. resolutions. How do you feel yeah, about that? Re- is, that is that your vote? People. Yeah. Yeah, like they just stay wait till this for all the resolutions. A New Year's resolution uh, just in, inherently is doomed to fail because you're centering this goal around a particular date in the year. Like you're clearly not actually like motivated to do it. You know, if you were, <laughs> you would have already been doing it. So that's my I'm, two cents. I'm uh, I'm like conflicted on this. Like I agree and disagree. Like I mean. I mean, so I like to make goals for the year and a lot of times I accomplish them, but I think part of it is like writing it out and being thoughtful with it. So I think that element is missed. Um, I think people who are trying, uh, if you're in that Husky status, um, I'm, I'm going to tell you, go get that gym membership. Go for it. Don't listen to Gary. Don't do it. You're not going to keep Be it up. Be a resolutioner. I'm, I'm here. I'm telling I'm you right now. Let me, let me tell you, if you're considering a gym <laughs> membership, it is extremely difficult to cancel a gym membership. You have yes. to send this thing by like certified mail. They make it like the biggest pain in the ass ever. So oh, LA Fitness. Fitness. Oh, dude, oh no, don't. LA Fitness makes you do that. I, I had to do that. Oh, I get don't away with si- it like yeah, all don't the sign time. Up if you're it's on the so fence. easy. Do not no, do not it. Easy. Oh, well. Um, I am discouraging people. Uh, so, Nafis, I get what you're saying. In Nafis, I would say your approach is a little different. You have very thoughtful and very broken out goals for a calendar year um and which makes sense like this year xyz thing and i think you have your you're tracking it throughout like i think it's a little different than agree, like it's a, different. a new year's resolution like what is your i've had someone ask me just like <sighs> today like what is your new year's resolution and it's just like oh yeah like i'm gonna like i don't know like Try to eat healthier again and just like, you know, I hate, yeah, see, it's like, like I, it's so dumb. It's I, a generic I agree with that. that is dumb. What I think I used to say, God, this one's not a PC, but I'd say um, my New Year's resolution for the next year will be to stop going down on the first date. <laughs> When's the last time you said that? Um, <laughs> definitely before 2020. <laughs> well, that's a great resolution office. Well, it will not be my resolution for next year. Uh, my habits are going to be see, maintained. This is this is something that Second I day. I like I like a little more about um, you know Spanish culture, Latin culture, is that New Year's Eve um, you don't you don't really make resolutions. Instead, you you pass around um, get drunk. These, you, you pass well, you get drunk, but you pass around these grapes. So everybody oh, yes, has twelve grapes. grapes, right? And uh, one for each month, and you basically make a wish right after New Year's um, for each grape of uh, a wish that you hope to come true in the coming year. So it's I not like really. That. It's like you just make a wish and then you forget about it. You know, it's not like I'm making some half-assed like commitment to like do something vague, like get in shape or whatever. You know, it's like okay. I'll just wish for uh, Bitcoin to be a million dollars, and then I forget about it. If it happens, cool. If not. That's cool too. So in this Spanish, <laughs> or as you clarified, Latin tradition, um, I would say what I noticed is uh, it's a little different than the one I've done. So I do the 12 grapes as well, 12 months of the of the year. However, uh, in mine, you have to eat them within a minute before you make the wish. Oh, is that right? 
Yeah. And not mine personally. I believe that this is, I, I don't know if it's more Puerto Rican rather than Peruvian. I'm not sure, but you have to eat them within a minute. There's also the other tradition of you have like a bucket of water, you throw that bad boy, you spill it outside the door. It's like all the bad stuff from the previous year. Sometimes there's a broom involved. You're sweeping shit out the door. I can 100% see your mom doing like all of this. Oh, stuff she does all like three, three like within a minute. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, like, every I, time. I'm sure there's small variations on it, um, depending on yeah. where you're from. But I like that sort of like superstitious stuff better like than like the half ass commitments that Americans make every year. And it, I'm, I'm wondering. For the for the minute, if you let's say you eat six out of twelve grapes in the minute, are those yeah. six wishes supposed to come true, or you don't get any? Oh, no, absolutely so, not. So you're not making twelve wishes. They still signify the twelve months of the year. Um, the wish thing, I think, is just like if you don't eat the twelve within the minute, then you didn't complete the year, and then the wish won't come true. Oh, so okay, so you wish. just get one wish. For the year. It's like a Dragon okay. Ball Z kind of gotcha. thing. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I always have a really hard stuff. time eating the grapes because everybody's trying to wish me Happy New Year. And it just <laughs> yeah, seems just like, like... stop. Yeah. Gary's <laughs> like, I'm trying to so, get Bitcoin yeah, to a million so I'm dollars just, everyone. I'm just, my mouth is like full of grapes and everybody's coming over to me. Feliz año, feliz año, feliz año nuevo, feliz año. Uh, and, and then I'm the like, missus wants besitos, and you're like, no, <laughs> yes, no besitos. Exactly. like, no, I got to eat these grapes. <laughs> these wishes oh aren't going to come true. I'm looking out for you and you and, you know, the, our We're future here. I'm trying to get Bitcoin, Bitcoin to a million, don't you know? You could buy Alfie so many dog toys if oh Bitcoin gets so million. I'm going to buy him Alfie some nice, some nice clothing, some nice scarves, hoodies. Ooh, the whole wait, deal. Charlie. What, what what was your your vote for again? I, I missed it. I I'm going with resolutions as well. Okay, so resolutions. Um, you, you kind of lost here. Damn. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll, I'll just say mine anyway. I think mine is definitely lower on the tier because I just I don't see you guys agreeing. But I think Christmas music is fucking overrated. I hate it's that every bad. fucking place plays it all the time. Like, I don't mind it if it's played a little bit, but man, like every fucking store or whatever, they're like, it's Christmas time. It's time to play this damn music. And I'm like, all right. It's never too early for Christmas music. Yeah, I, I disagree. I like Christmas music. Yeah, I, I can tell. I, 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 was, I said that it. purposely because uh, <laughs> Gary, man, I have a mixtape I've made on Spotify, which is Novice and I noticing what songs he's listening to and putting them in a playlist. And Mariah's Carey uh, yeah, is I've All thought- I Want for Christmas <laughs> is You. I think you first played that around July, I noticed. So <laughs> I, I, I believe Gary is also going to stick with early. the resolution. It's never too early. So Yeah, I think resolution by power of vote has made it to the fourth spot. But I, I, I will agree with you in office. I do think Christmas music is All overrated. Right. I feel better about that at least. Yeah. I feel less like an asshole. You're not. A, yeah, I mean, it's not like you said anything about the nativity or anything. But... <laughs> But Gary, you know, we just had our, our next Mount Rushmore. It's etched in. Stone is made of all these four things we picked. But what, what should we do now on the podcast? What do you think? Let's get into some trending tech news. Oh, my God. What a great idea. What? You oh do that boy. so much better than Novice did last week, which you wouldn't know since you didn't listen. Oh, boy. It's almost the end of the year. You know what happens at the end of the year? You might know, Gary. There's lots of things with tax and accounting I and auditing tax. and yeah. Balances and contrary to things. popular belief, I don't know shit about taxes. But oh well, you know who should know a lot is Elon Musk because he has a hefty tax bill. 
11 billion plus he's going to be paying in taxes. I feel like almost everyone else finds a way around taxes, but Elon's just like, I don't give a shit. And I just want this to be news. I'm going to pay all the taxes in the world. You know, his net worth is, you know, north of 240 billion tied up in Tesla, SpaceX, but he is paying a tax rate of nearly 40.8%. A lot of this is because of the way that he owns Tesla and SpaceX, the way he's paid out, which is through stock options. And he also has to pay 20% capital gains tax. So this has become, this has been going around news cycles. It's been trending on social media just because it's such a high amount, 11 billion. But this is actually the proper way to pay taxes based on the rules and what were intended within the U.S., just everyone finds ways around it. But Elon just has not done that or does not care to. Uh, so I, I thought that was interesting. It's a huge tax bill, but it's actually the right tax bill. And there's nothing Great. weird about it. You just never Maybe hear about it. Maybe he's just selling the top. Maybe he knows the market's crashing. And he's, I mean, he's the richest guy in the world. So he should know. It's 11 billion right? that's going to go straight when the top into... Is in. um, yeah, what's that 11 billion going to go straight, straight into? Straight into, you know, army funding and other bullshit. Well, this is the thing I was going to say is like, I know there's been a lot made of this with like Elizabeth Warren giving him shit and like Bernie and stuff. And I'm going to sound like a a libertarian like douchebag, but I mean, are you not? I I feel like I feel like Elon is probably better at allocating money than like the government is. I'd have to agree. If you had someone like him, like at the helm of of everything. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm all for paying your taxes. You should always pay your taxes. I think the way it's set up is. You know, there's obviously room for improvement, but that's like not on him uh, to like voluntarily pay more in, in taxes. You know, I say it's up we to let the lawmakers to Elon do that. Must, um, be the head of the DMV. And uh, Ooh, that's a good idea. <laughs> if Elon Musk took over, imagine they made like DMVX. Oh, it'd be perfect. You just you go. It would be so efficient. DMX. You do it all. DMX. <laughs> Rip. Oh, I learned last episode yes. that he died. No, not really. I knew that, but I forgot. But which you don't know, Gary, by the way, because um, you didn't listen to the it episode. It was a very popular Google search. Yes, it was the second most searched thing in the US last year was DMX. The number one thing was really? MBA. If you want the rest huh. of the list, you need to listen to the latest episode of Not to Be Technical. Yeah. Okay, thanks for the plug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got you know it. where I can you know where I can find that? Oh, Gary, that's such a good question. You actually can find it, Apple Podcasts and other podcast directories, specifically Spotify. Spotify oh, is probably great. I have the main Spotify. thing. Yeah, you know what else is great since you have Spotify is they actually just launched a feature where if you've listened to two or more episodes of a podcast, that you can vote and give it up to five stars what? on there. So, Gary, I would highly recommend giving <laughs> your podcast five stars. If you're also a listener that just happens to no hear this right that. now, please okay. give us five stars on Spotify, much like you probably already have on Apple Podcasts. Okay, uh, will do. But great question, Gary. I, I really appreciate you asking that. Um, but I do want to get into something else that's actually very expensive and trending tech right now beyond Elon's task mail, uh, tax bill. And that's actually, it's an NFT. And they're selling an NFT that is actually based on the world's first SMS or text message. Uh, And it's very timely because the world's first SMS message was Merry Christmas. And it is interesting. It went up for auction uh, as an NFT. Someone's going to get to own it and it's expected to sell for just a smooth 200K. 
for the first text ever. That's kind of low though yeah. for an NFT, I would say. I mean, based on what's in the news, but cool. So I'm it's just a one of one. There's there's not like multiple copies of them. I believe so. Yes, there's not a prints of this one text message. One I'm, person I'm still not really sold on NFTs. I got to be honest. All I'm saying is my boy Richard, who is the NFT god, is living, baby, and he is—he's got crypto yeah, I, dads. He, he is I'm very NFT happy god. for people who who have like cashed in on NFTs. Um, but I don't know. It just seems like there's the OG ones that are going to be valuable, and then like everything else is just shit. But well, you're we thinking already, about a specific about yes, yes. Uh, I would definitely recommend Gary that you. T- Refresh yourself with the episode you were on with Steve Assaway. I forget which number it is, but I think there is a lot uh, that you're going to see with NFTs in the, the metaverse. I do disagree here, uh, but I could see why there's still hesitation. I think it's still at the early part of you know NFTs being around, what they mean. It's just art. You can buy it online. It doesn't make sense. You could just take a picture of it. That's the common thing that a lot of people say. I'm not saying you say that, but the technology and what powers it, there's a lot behind it. I think we've um, only scratched the surface. I, I agree. So Gary, I've had the same reservations there too, but for whatever reason, I don't know why. Like, I think this is the video gamer in me that has is sold. Um, but I think of like games like the Sims or RuneScape or really anything that allows you to have like where they have like your own player lodging, like you can have your own house. And then you have people come over to check out your like crib and then you have like things on display. Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Does Grand Theft Auto have that? Is yeah, that you five? can have your own little house. Or, like, oh, I just don't know. It seems it seems like I don't know, like there's already sort of you know, items in game that you can display that that cost money or are like you have to grind to get it. You know, even even though it's like controlled by like the video game company, so like a centralized right? so party, I, like it's I still think, like I, I feel like it's looking for a, a to solve a problem that doesn't exist a little it, bit. So the thing is, it's more of that. What doesn't exist is perhaps like a platform or like what would be the centralized metaverse, right? I think it will eventually progress to that point. There's probably going to be competing platforms that get to it, just like social media is currently, but it'll be like this evolution of social media because like, I think that'll be a way to hang out with people at a certain point, you know, like us going to some sort of virtual room or like virtual crib. And then, you know, I would be like, Oh yeah, check out this, you know, NFT I bought for two hundred thousand dollars is the first text that ever existed. I have yeah, it framed I mean, on my I, virtual I wall. You're saying. I just <laughs> no feel like that'll, ne- that'll never eclipse like a real life Picasso painting that you can hang in your house, or or like a real life you know mansion or something. You know what I mean? The the argument I have there is I think the experience and the product itself is it's tough to compare, but it's already eclipsed it. It already has. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's just like maybe like an original Picasso costs like way more. Sure, but like the amount of money that's being driven by art based NFTs right now to own is unreal. Is unreal, like so fast. It's accessible. People, it's growing. I, I wouldn't say it's eclipsed the the, the fine art market though. Well, right? I guess I mean, the no, no, accessibility. No. I, I could be totally it, wrong, but the rate of growth is probably exactly like, un, like it is like incomparable. All right, like, so here's a good example. Someone creates a new original piece of fine art. You know, they display it at Art Basel or anywhere exhibition. You go there, right? And you look at the art. It sells maybe for what? One to 10K. 
you got NFTs here selling for 200k first minted. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like they what's been eclipsed is just the level of what something can go for, how accessible it is, uh, and still having ownership of just a piece of art, just in a different medium. But but yeah, I mean, it's I'm sure an original Picasso is much more than that. I mean, but how accessible is that? Yeah, you guys don't have to sell me on NFTs. It's okay. I, I'm probably well, going to get you left said you're behind. Not, you literally said I'm I, not sold on NFTs. I think I'm. Re- I think I'm. I'm relatively uh, a boomer when it comes to this. I'm, I just Don't worry, got you've got all the cryptocurrency to buy all the NFTs in the future. I'm yeah, you actually are prime for NFTs. I'm good with my BTC. It doesn't go up too much. It doesn't go down too much. You know, all the other just stuff find, around. All the other stuff a, around it is way more volatile. But you know, that's cool. It's it's all good. This is what you got to do, Gary. So you got crypto already. We're just going to find a nice NFT. Hope that we get the first mint of it. Uh, an NFT where maybe you only have to throw some gas at it and then you get it and then you sell oh, it. Gas. Yes. <laughs> Dropping the crypto gas. terms. That's right, baby. I'm so knowledgeable on this. But another thing that I'm hoping that you will become sold on, I think you're slowly starting to be because I've seen you watching these as I send them. Is TikTok, Gary? Yeah, yeah. I think TikTok actually has decent Wait, you content. Can see you watching them. If you send a text message to someone with a link to TikTok, it'll tell you if someone actually watched it. Wow, much like oh, our, wow. our I didn't know that. Yeah, it, yeah. So when you send it SMS, they'll be like, "Hey, like they watched it or whatever." Like whoever you sent it to. So it's there's a That's way. That's hilarious! Yeah. Oh my god, I didn't like, know there was like sent receipts, kind of like like there's like it's it's like a open rate sort of kind of. I, they may need to tracker. like if they want to open in the app, like have like an account, even though they just don't yeah. do it. But like it, it does work. You'll see it if you Wait, try. So that. are you yeah, able I to know if have... I looked at your TikToks? Like if you sent it within app. So within the app, it's a little bit different. Yeah, it's okay. more for when you send it as like an SMS message. That's funny. I didn't, yeah. Interesting. That's interesting. Interesting. Yeah, it, yeah. It'll tell I, you. I that. still don't have the app. Um, it's again. I think that's. That's an area where I'm like a little too old for it, but you're not maybe. too old for it. You're, you're watching not, TikToks Gary. that are sent to you already. It's like Gary, come on, we dude. discussed this at dinner. I thought I sold you. You told me I sold you. Uh, what the hell's going on? I'm ve- I'm just very skeptical and resistant to change. You guys should know this with my habits around updating so, software. You know, it's well, it's Gary. tough for me. I have a hard time. No one's asking you to change. We're just saying, hey, take a look at this new platform. You don't have to change anything you're doing. Just hey, download it, take a look at it. What am I asking you to change? He's asking you to make a New Year's resolution to start using. It's TikTok. just too like how many apps do I have to have on my on my phone before it's too much? Like, I need to get all these streaming services. I got to get fucking Paramount Plus to watch. Yeah, South what do you have now. like a thirty-two like, dude, gigabyte have, iPhone? I have like I have like twelve fucking different streaming services. Like, I don't want. I know it doesn't cost me anything to download TikTok, but it's like I got freaking like six pages of apps on my phone now. Like it's just it's just too much. I hate scrolling. I can tell you a couple of things here. One, I'm just going to say this. Seems like you're burning a lot of mental bandwidth on the thought of how much storage the or just the the fact that you have apps. Just going to say that there's too much mental energy (laughs) being drawn there Two, probably um, a lot of people may not notice this. We did say this on a previous podcast episode while we were talking about the latest release of uh, iOS. I think it's 15. Um, yeah. You can delete things off the home screen now and not delete them from your phone. Huge. I forgot about that until I got my new iPhone and I was just deleting. I was like, you know, trying to remove stuff and clean it up. You don't have to have that folder where you just put a lot of random junk in because you're like, all right, well, 
these are all the apps I kind of use once every like six months. You could remove all that junk, Gary. And the cool thing is you can search for that app whenever you need it. Whenever you need TikTok, you can search for it. But otherwise, it's not. It's out of view. Okay, that that's sound? pretty good. You're, you're selling me a little bit. There we go. Yeah, and you can do it in mass too. You can just select all the apps at once, hit the thing, remove from home screen. Gary, you spend 10 minutes with me and your phone, the three of us, <laughs> and the third person being your phone in this case. There's no limit uh, well, to what we can do. I There's thought it was no me. Limit. I no, thought no. I was the third person. No, the office doesn't need to be there. Either an office I can do this. I'll, first off, I'll find a bunch of apps you never use. Second off, we'll hide a bunch of them. Third, you'll have TikTok. It'll be fine. But, let me see. Let me let me look at one app that pisses me off that it's even on my phone. I'll tell you right oh, now. Oh, let's go. Give it. Give us let's, your pet let's peeve see app. Here. I <laughs> I'll give you one too. Actually, I'll I don't like right the now. Bally Sports app. How about that? What I don't know what that is. Oh, that's dude. There's so that's that's, to watch heat games. Uh, that grinds it's like my gears. Like a separate gears. thing. Yeah. So when. Disney acquired ESPN. They also acquired a bunch of sports networks that have regional sports. And what that means, like novice, since I know you probably don't know a lot about this is, or they acquired, I guess, Fox as well. Right. Or someone acquired Fox and Fox sports went into this whole thing too, or at least Fox sports only. So when this happened, part of it legally was that Disney had to sell off regional sports networks that contained a sports network in particular to us, which had Miami Heat games play on it, which used to be Fox Sports Sun or something like that. They sold it off to another company called Bally's or Bailey's, whatever. And and Bally's took off Miami Heat games being shown on a bunch of different networks, uh, namely YouTube TV, which become very popular for like a TV streaming solution. And they make you buy or download by a separate app to stream stuff. So this is something that's happening a lot more and more as there's more and more TV streaming solutions, whether it's through Roku, whether it's through YouTube TV, Hulu has live TV. And then, of course, you still have your mainstays, Comcast, all that shit, right? Yeah. So what's happening is you're having all these deals that are happening or not happening, such as regional sports there was this past week. It actually just happened with um, Disney in general. Uh, YouTube TV and Disney were actually disputing, so all of ESPN and Disney channels were taken off of YouTube TV, and they had oh, to yeah. let everyone know. They sent an email. <laughs> they said like your bill will be fifteen to twenty dollars lower now. And I, I, my dad texted me about this. He's like, "What the hell? Like, did you see what happened to YouTube TV?" <laughs> and I was so like, "It's funny. probably leverage. It'll probably be back within a day or two. And it literally was within a day or two. It came back, but not the regional sports networks. That never came back. So it's super annoying, Gary. That's a great choice. All, all Obviously, grinds my gears too. I mean, it, it is kind of, kind of annoying, right? Because it's like I feel like everybody wanted to move away from having to pay a cable company for like." a bunch of channels you don't want and then a few that you do. And now it's like you, it's just shifted to like all these streaming services where I'm like, I have to go to Paramount that has like all this shit. I don't want just to watch South park. You know, there's different examples of that, but like, I don't think it's it's just a different gatekeeper. Like it's, I'm just, I'm instead of paying Comcast one bill, I'm paying like five, six, seven different bills and it adds up to the same amount. So Gary, we might need to have a chat offline where, um, we just start sharing a couple of the services we have. Um, Charlie and I have begun to do that. It's been going great. Charlie and his father are on my Spotify family plan. My family's bigger than ever. I love it. Um, 
Charlie's got HBO Max or whatever. He's got Disney Plus. Things I've never even realized. Forgot all about would, HBO Max. That's a must. It really is. I mean, so I mean, this is how I was using it before I really started sharing a little bit more of like the services. Is like, um, I don't watch that much damn TV anyway. So like, if I really wanted to watch something, then I would just kind of switch to a service for a little while, and then I would remember to turn it off. Um, some people might forget to do that. There's so many services these days that can remind you to do it. I just use the reminders app on Apple. Um, but I mean, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I, I thought it was going to be a problem at first, but I think like, I don't know, like who has time to watch that much TV these days where you're going to pay for multiple services no, without using it, you know? Like, oh, dude, a lot of people have time to watch TV shows these days. I think I you and I right. specifically have not been watching as much lately. We've had a lot going on. I, I feel like I can confidently speak yeah, for both of us here. You can. But another stat I had, I wasn't going to be a main trending tech I knew topic. Was but I come out with a stat right now. Oh, my God. I knew it. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to share news to the people, Gary. I that, mean, that was a layup. Yeah, it, was it was a layup. But in 2021, they just released a, a record number of original new TV series came out, uh, 1,923 to be exact. And you would say like, oh, oh like, who God. cares? Like that's like, like brand new, like first season. Exactly. Holy shit. Nearly 2,000 new original series are on TV as of this year. And honestly, it makes sense. Like each year, of course, that number is going to go up. There's more and more people. There's more and more shows. There's more and more viewership, whatever. Right. Yeah. But what's interesting is in 2020. Or the in the year 2020, it went down. In 2019 was the previous record. So what that shows is after the COVID situation when I first started, you had all these things like TV shows were being halted, like filming and production of XYZ show. Everything's been delayed. You know, Netflix is like, hell yeah, we have so much content backlog. We don't even care. And everyone else is scrambling, right? So now this is showing that, hey, all of these backlog things have now come out this year. It's no longer delaying the production line. And if anything, it's just going to continue bolstering it because of how much viewership went up during the original quarantine period. So this stat, while it's to me, I think it's surface level seems kind of dumb and logical. There's a lot behind it. It actually shows where we're at and how this growth is even going to continue. So is this the time to start our own pilot TV show? It probably is, honestly. Like this is the time. But this is the time. honestly, what it is the time for, which we are trying to do again, we don't have a lot of time is it's video content in general. So these are TV shows. Of course, this is video content, maybe like the original video content that people consume at home. But you have TikTok blowing up reels, YouTube shorts, short form content is huge right now. So, of course, you want to get some of our podcast content out like that. We're going to be working on that. But yeah, this is the time to either, you know, obviously a pilot episode of a show, like sure, like absolutely. But video content in general for any business, any brand, any type of, you know, podcast or show, this is the time. Everyone's consuming more and more of it and it's not going to change. Feel that. Yeah, especially right now, I feel like this is a good time to like drop content. Like even though people are on like getting ready for the holidays, I feel like people have the free time to just sit down and watch TV show or at least start one while they're either traveling, whatever. Yeah. I think a lot of people are actually catching up on our podcast now, not even just Gary. I mean, I've been getting texts like, Oh, like I'm, I'm, <laughs> this, I'm is, this is honestly <laughs> shocking to me that people have time on their hands to take up new TV shows. It's what's happening. I, I, can, I, I, I have time for maybe like two or three TV shows a year. 
Well, I mean, you barely have time to join the podcast for an hour and a half. So yeah. I mean, you might be an exception right now. The accounting world's, you know, got you. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, uh, incarcerated. I'm just incarcerated. Addicted, addicted, addicted to accounting. To, uh, addicted and get addicted to, to the grind. But I'm going to go back to TikTok because that's originally where the trending tech topic was before we got into apps and stats and shit. But TikTok actually announced, and this is part of the reason why I think you'll like TikTok, Gary. There's a lot of food and a lot of recipes on there and certain recipes will go viral and people will cook them and like, you know, like a share that they made the TikTok pasta or whatever it may be. Right. So TikTok announced, and this is brilliant, that they are going to have delivery only restaurants, which is known as a ghost or virtual kitchen. We've covered this on quite a few episodes previously because we always talk about food, but TikTok is going to have virtual ghost kitchens launched this March. So in three months or so that are going to have food that went viral on TikTok available to order through DoorDash, Uber Eats, Postmates, whatever it may be. So, so Gary, I'm going to double back because I don't know if that made a whole lot of sense to you um, where when Charlie kind of referenced TikTok pasta. So on TikTok, um, you know, they they'll have things that go viral that uh, could be specifically for cooking and maybe like a life hack sort of TikTok. Like, oh, this is like a very easy breakfast sandwich to make. Or uh, like Charlie mentioned, this is TikTok pasta where you kind of like throw some ingredients together. I, don't, I haven't seen that video, so I don't know it. Um, but they're going to have ghost kitchens that essentially will then provide the food that has gone viral on their platform. It's It's really smart. I think that's great, honestly. But I, the only thing that's in mind is I thought sometimes like some of those like viral videos are viral because they're supposed to be kind of simple um, that like you can kind of make very quickly for yourself. Um, I don't think that's the case for everything, obviously, but some of them I'm like, oh, I mean, like it's supposed to be like a breakfast sandwich. Like, yeah, at that point, it's just it. kind of a commercial, right? Well, it works, though. So yeah, it does work. So the reason why I say it works is this isn't the first time I've done this. So. We're not TikTok rather, but like virtual ghost kitchens that are just kind of going off of trendy things. Right. So I think the most prominent one, which you can find on DoorDash or Uber Eats, you might have even seen it, is Mr. Beast Burgers. So Mr. Beast is one of the most prominent YouTubers out there. Um, I mean, an insane amount of subscribers. He's huge. So he has these ghost kitchens set up, you know, through Uber Eats and DoorDash. And they just, and I've had it. It's just shitty burgers and I fries. I didn't know that was a thing. Oh yeah, dude, they're huge on there. You, you can find Holy on every shit. app. Holy shit, yeah. Yeah, and so when it released, it was this huge thing. Mr. Beast has burgers now. He <laughs> talked about doing it. He did it, whatever. I mean, I don't really That's watch so his videos, dumb. but I know he's like one of the biggest YouTubers. He is like that. Yeah, and so oh, he, he gets a lot a of traction. Oh, he did a game thing too, like a real life yes, squid game. <laughs> he did. He also does like crazy it, donations he where he gives it. money to people. Yeah, no, Mr. Yeah. Beast is huge. So another one that's popular in South Florida is another one wings with DJ Khaled. And it's just like another one or another wing. I think it's called another wing. I don't know, (laughs) but it has some great marketing behind it. Right. Like a friend of ours actually sent a picture. Like I want to try this. And I'm like, yo, don't try it because it actually sucks. Like the ratings on the delivery apps are like, you never see this out of five, like 2.6. Like, like a lot of the ghost kitchens, unless they're done really well, actually suck, but some do a good job. But it's all marketing. It's all promotion. The TikTok one's going to do very well. I know Mr. Beast has done well also. That's so funny. But there's, yeah, the ghost and virtual kitchens keep coming up, especially where we live in South Florida. There's a lot of them set up in like empty parking lots. And they, I like it. Yeah. More options for us, but smart on TikTok. I want to, I, you know, even though I would rather have the recipe or have someone make the recipe for me, 
Um, I could see myself being intrigued. Like if there was something I saw on TikTok and I want to try that someday and then it's right there in the delivery app. Why not try it? I could see that. Yeah, it, it works out. It's smart. Um, the one thing that I purchased that was viral on TikTok was um, this like uh, pheromone oil that you rub on your body and it apparently releases your pheromones to attract uh, <laughs> people to you. So I'm going to add a little bit more backstory here. Noffice did indeed buy this. It was when he was talking to a former person that I was going on dates with a long time ago and she suggested it to him. Not to me. She didn't give a shit about me wearing this. It was to novice only. And he bought it, it, I think the same day. Um, And then he rubbed. He's like, yo, what do you think? What do you think about these pheromones? We all rubbed it on us. Uh, I I don't think he rubbed it on me. King Richard was also involved. The king of NFTs. That's oh Richard had had I mean he don't need pheromones I mean yeah, he just attracts he he's, Richard is uh, he's, he's a <laughs> he kid. just attracts abundance but but yes he did do this office where's the pheromones you still have them um I believe they were at my mother's house I know exactly where they are too like I found them the last time we were there for Thanksgiving <laughs> I just I might need to rub some of those bad boys right now. I will say I put that pheromone smell on me. Uh, link in the description below, obviously. Um, but I put Thanks. that pheromone spell on me and it was a little overpowering. Uh, I honestly kind of got sick of I had to take a shower to get it off because it was like on my neck. So I was just smelling it all day. Very, It's like a very sweet smell. Did it attract anyone? I would say you and me became roommates shortly after. Uh, yeah. purchasing said pheromones. I, I wasn't going to after that. I mean, before that. So yeah, it's probably everything changed. Everything changed then. Well, that's a, I don't think they'll have that in the delivery kitchens, <laughs> but gr- great thing to bring up pheromones. If you're having trouble attracting people, just, <laughs> just cheat your way to attracting people <laughs> with pheromones. Love that. But right now, so I want to get into another trending tech topic here. Um, this one's interesting to me. So right now, obviously, Omicron's going on. There's a lot of things with travel, holiday parties getting canceled, plans getting canceled, things being diverted. I think I saw that 73% of cases in the U.S. right now are Omicron. So it's like it's spreading pretty quickly. Um, but you would think for airlines, that would be a huge thing that they're focused on right now, right? Like decreasing, you know, Flight ship. I don't know what the word passengers, you know, spacing um, people out, yeah. you know, doing all the things you would think that's your biggest concern right now. But no, it's it's fucking 5G, dude. 5G has got all the airlines real upset and concerned right now. So and the reason why is 5G service, which is scheduled to arrive from AT&T Verizon, like true 5G. Like right now they have like 5G, like random things that aren't true 5G some of the times. But this is supposed to come out January 5th. So that's great. 5G, it's going to be faster, great for all the people on the networks, right? Except 5G interferes with air or allegedly interferes or could interfere with airline uh, cockpits. And I don't know what it'll do. Like what? Like they're talking to each other and it's like, I don't know what the fucking problem is, but apparently it's a huge fucking problem. And they're all concerned about it. Um, The airlines are trying to negotiate with the U.S. government to have uh, low 5G zones around airports, like when people take off. I mean, and airports are in pretty populated areas. Do you like? I don't know how big these regions are going to be where they just oh, let's just decrease to 5G like around Fort Lauderdale and Miami. Like I, I don't know how they're going to do that. But 
they're projecting that the 5G rollout could delay, divert, or cancel 4% of daily flights. And that's actually a huge percentage for anything to affect flights. Like, that's a lot of flights, actually, 4%. I guess that makes sense. And it will cost passengers, in terms of delays related to 5G, $1.6 billion annually. And how it would affect passengers with the cost, which is an interesting thing, is you have less flights, you have delays, you have things of that nature, prices go up, you know, whatever comes with all that, right? So that's what they're projecting. Um, wireless companies do not care, though. They don't give a single shit. They want to. I, I wouldn't either. Yeah, if I'm Verizon, like, yo, I got 5G, baby. You fix your airplanes. These cockpits shouldn't be interrupted by phone Bro, service. I got a fucking new iPhone 13 Pro. I got 5G. My service has been worse than ever. I'm like, <laughs> get fucking on your shit, T-Mobile. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, it apparently the highest in tech and I've got worse service. How does that even work? I mean, T-Mobile is not world renowned uh, in terms enough. of service. I mean, I have T-Mobile too, you know, whatever. But uh, 5G operates in the, I guess, the range of radio signals. It's called C-band. And apparently so do these cockpits. They're all using C-band. They, they got to upgrade. Maybe they get B-band, D-band. I don't know what band they need, but just, just get off the 5G band. Fix your planes. Like, like phones should not be interfering with planes in 2021. Like you just, you just like, saw, Charlie, you should tell someone. You just solved it. I, I'm telling people Can now. Can you get Mary. them on the phone? Can we get them on the phone right now? I feel like they should be, they need to upgrade. I feel like, you know, like they have pictures of cockpits and there's all these levers and shit. Like, it's the same way I felt about cars in the past where I'm just like, I don't care about cars because they need to be like more tech savvy. And now that Charlie, you have your Tesla and you've got this big screen with all the stuff that works. I'm like, that's what they need to do with fucking airplanes. We need, too. We need a mass market, mass adoption plane so that everyone can have their own 747. All right. So here's all what right, we that's do. That's a little guys. too far, Gary. We don't need all that. Just <laughs> well, they just need. Uh, I kind of like that idea, but equipment. we already, we already have a request of Elon Musk to ha- handle the DMV. Why doesn't he just handle all the airlines? Just make like flight X. He's already Please. doing fucking air. Uh, what is it? A uh, spacecraft. Like this is like it easy compared that to that. Harder, right? <laughs> it, it, it's, it's way easier. He's like dealing Please with help. like Boeing 747 planes. He's going to space, dude. This is, this is Aren't they trying to make like electric planes at some point too? Oh, they should. They, those right. things burn so didn't, much didn't, gas. It's insane. Didn't they do like test flights of some like unmanned I, I think electric I've planes? I've read about that. I think that's a little far out because um, the cost of batteries is oh, like a big right. like portion of it. So it's like you need to have a big ass fucking battery for the plane to make that shit work. And then batteries then take up weight and then you can't have storage for luggage. It's a whole mess. Like I think batteries just Makes need sense. to be yeah. Chemical engineers or whatever who people who make eventually it's gonna have to happen though. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. But that's the way we're moving with all vehicles. I mean whether it's solar powered, battery powered, I mean Every auto manufacturer is essentially trying to get on this, so it, it, it's it's only going to come for sure. How about boats and yachts, electric powered? How about that? Solar powered? Any any support there from the podcast? Oh uh, yeah, I, I'm just thinking about like so we so Charlie's had his car in the shop for a couple of weeks, and we oh, were God. just driving in it yesterday. Ooh, a couple of weeks. And Oh, dude, Tesla parts, getting them ordered if you have anything happen. Like, oh, my God. It is I thought that was supposed to be yeah. there. There's fewer parts in a Tesla. Hey, hey, oh. we're not here to dwell on the negative. I'm trying to go straight to the positive. 
driving to the car and I was just like, wow, I forgot how much I missed this. Being like Charlie probably missed having a damn car in general, but me just sitting and being a passenger and feeling how smooth it is. Then I was just thinking about how we would be in an electric boat and how fast that'd be flying just across the Oh my the God. Wait a second though. Don't they, they don't give you like a loaner car while it's in the shop? Gary, so great question. Um, I recently changed my insurance up. Of course, right before I had an incident where I damaged the car and I did not elect to get rental car coverage on the insurance because I've never had an accident or anything happen where my cars had to be. A, did, in you, the shop did you for run a while. into some garbage on the highway? Um, no, uh, allegedly in a fake story uh, off of Turo that may have happened in the story. But no, for the Tesla, I mean, we're just going to dwell on it. It's fine. I backed into a gate. Or against a gate. Oh, man. Um, a metal gate scratched up the side of the car. Uh, it was a two part or two because then I tried to get away from the gate and I backed into something else that scuffed up the back bumper. Shit happens. It's okay. fine. That's good you to know, know that it, in, it wasn't the car that fucked up, though. I was thinking oh, no, the, car the car cracked car, out. No, no, no. It, it was all, you know, aesthetics, right? Like exterior <laughs> damage. It's fine. So I drove it around for a while. I had to wait two weeks for the parts to come in. Parts come in. It was like a week and a half plus to get it fixed. I get it fixed. The place fucked up a few things during the repairs. And I had to wait another day. Long story short, I didn't get a loaner car except for when the mechanic messed up stuff. They gave me this Chevy Bolt, I think it was, which was the smallest car I've ever been in. Um, I hated it. I, it, it was terrible. From but, my experience on this, I got a text from Charlie and he's like, dude, they just gave me the fucking lamest car. And then like, I got a notification from our security cameras pull up. So I immediately opened the live feed to see Charlie pull up with this tiny car. And he just looked mad getting out of it. Yeah. And the guy told me like, Hey, cause it's so late in the day. Like, you know, we usually would have better cars, but like I got this Chevy, I don't even know if Bolt's the right thing. Chevy, whatever is the smallest, shittiest Chevy out there. That's what I got. And and the thing is, it really was small because like comparatively. You could fit two in our garage, a one car garage. You can easily fit two in there. We have gym equipment in our garage. So like just seeing how much space we had, I was like, dude, you don't even need to back the car out fully. Like you can just partially back it up and we could have a full work. I can like do a, like a fucking, I could spin the car around in there. It was nuts, dude. But long story short, things fine. Insurance covered it. The car's back. I'm thriving, baby. I'm, I'm glad I have it back, but it is so smooth compared to other cars. I can see why you brought it up with like the, the suspension the is unreal. Like, yeah. especially certain roads that I drive over constantly. Like I, like Charlie was going pretty quick and I like, there's, I don't, I, I I want to feel like, you know, how like if you, you drive with your parents and they do that fucking thing where they grab that like uh, that handle that's above like the window, like the passenger yeah, window. The handle doesn't uh, exist in the Tesla, does it? Yeah, I don't think it does. No handle, baby. <laughs> yeah. You know, like how like a parent will do that. I was I felt like I was like, oh, man, Charlie's about to go over some train tracks and like to this road that I know is kind of fucking like bumpy and shit and I, we just flew over. It's like I almost had this feeling of like when you're going up on a roller coaster and you're going up on the jump. Like that, yeah. that was going to happen. And I was like, oh, wow, this is fucking ridiculously smooth the whole time. The driving experience is unmatched. You know, other cars I've been in that are luxury cars worth way Ridiculous. more than a Tesla. It's just not as fun. So highly recommend it to everyone. Love the Tesla. Love but saving the environment. Reason why Don't I really brought that it. up 
again, with the electric boats, I'm just thinking about how smooth it would be. I just oh feel like God. you'd just be skimming through the water the whole time. There's no like rock and rolling. I don't know how boats work. Dude, a work. Tesla boat <laughs> would be nuts with all the tech and stuff. Oh my God. It's going to happen one day. He's going to get bored and just make every single type of vehicle out there. They're already That's making the like next kids' wads. Yeah. Tesla ATV. Tesla bicycle. That's- I was thinking bicycle. Ooh, how about like a t- how if they do the the rentable scooters, the electric scooters, like the Ooh, birds? That'd be good. And, oh, that'd be nice. The Tesla the, one. Ooh, they're ripping around like seventy though, miles they? an hour. <laughs> they are. They're already electric. So imagine if Tesla took over. Okay, I mean, it's, they yeah, would just make it better. Yeah, it would be, that's the, right. A Tesla but, electric razor, maybe. Electric, like Another for the face. One. Yeah, no, like razor, like the brand. Uh, no, for scooter. the face, I think. Oh, oh no, no, no! Oh, I meant for the face. Yeah, he went for the face. I, fa- I, I would shave with a Tesla. The Razor brand scooter. That that is a throwback. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, like no a one's sharper started. image. Throwback right there. Sharper image. <laughs> Brookstone and sharper image. Jeez. But you know, we are getting near the end of the episode, but I had one more topic, which I guess would be our quote unquote uh meaty topic. Uh, I love meat. The end of the year, sometimes if you have a company that goes by calendar year. Uh, you know, obviously there's fiscal years. So it could be different, but you're getting to the point of annual performance reviews. Now, for anyone that kind of works in an environment where you get these, most I think companies or jobs do have this in some type of regard, whether it's quarterly or annual. Uh, you're at the time where you get feedback on how you did, uh, you know, you, you what you can do better. You give feedback up to your superior, whether it's your manager and vice versa. And I saw an interesting study that was done and just some stats that came from it. And I also want to get your guys' thoughts on this whole process and what works and what doesn't work about it. So the first thing is there was a study that was essentially done that's like, do annual reviews actually do anything? And is it helpful beyond just like the financial compensation that usually or should be tied to it in some careers, right? So 55% of workers said that annual reviews did not improve their performance afterwards. So more than half of people were like, Things are the same or worse after that annual performance review, right? And then only 28% of C-level like HR-related people that would give out annual reviews said that they actually accurately capture what employees have done during that review period, which would be annually, so for the year. So in the study also concluded that annual reviews are very one-sided and nerve-wracking for the employee only. Uh, which makes sense. Like, it's like you're, you're, you're giving a review of yourself. You get one back of you. Uh, so a couple of things that come from this one, I don't think the stats are too surprising necessarily, but when it comes to performance reviews and things of that nature, how do you guys feel about them uh, in terms of like, in your experience, like, do you like them? Do you feel like you actually get valid feedback for them? And what are some things that maybe some tidbits or nuggets you've learned or you've seen when you've done performance reviews? I feel like it's highly dependent on the company culture and the people who are giving the reviews. Uh, the company that I was at previously, everyone was kind of, um, I don't want to say passive aggressive, but they would definitely dance around uh, things during the year. And so... yeah. I know that there were people below me who might not have been performing particularly well, who were sort of blindsided by maybe a negative review that they got, um, which really there should be like feedback ongoing throughout the year. 
more so yeah, than so they're just not having like it like shocked. once a year. Yeah. <laughs> that's um, dumb. Yeah. And I think that's that's generally probably the way it should be anyway. I, I don't know that there's really that much need like what that for sounds like, like is like when you're in like college or high school and you're doing a group project and at the end you're supposed to like rank your teammates and then the professor's like hey why'd you get bad rank from your teammates it's like well yeah ben didn't do anything dude <laughs> it might just but be like, like from human nature that like people don't like confrontation so they kind of yeah. don't say anything normally unless they're like prompted and they have to um but yeah, I think it should be like more of a constant ongoing thing rather than like, okay, let's like sit down at a table like once a year and talk so, about the whole so year's performance. So Gary, you actually hit the nail on the head and I was going to get into this after we'll, we'll still hear from Nafis on his thoughts. But like the thing that's changed a lot now is ongoing feedback at work is what's preferred now rather than just you wait till the, an- the end of the year and then you get all the feedback and then, all right, for the new year, I guess I'll, you know, be better at, you know, documenting what I have to do for the week and then micromanaging or whatever. Right. It's like, so there was another study from the same people that said 97% of Gen Z workers prefer ongoing feedback at work. And then another study said that monthly performance reviews and employees' interest in having them monthly went up 89% between 2018 and 2020 and is now the preferred method of getting feedback. So I think a lot of people align with kind of, so obviously it's different company by company, uh, but companies are starting to evolve and just give ongoing feedback and maybe a little less formal than this whole written out thing at the end of the year that could still be done, but like, at least you're not blindsided or you get feedback throughout the year, exactly what's going on and what happens. But before I give my experience novice, do you have any thoughts here? Or anything you feel about performance reviews in general? So I found what you said interesting. And, and it's because I think for me, my performance reviews have been more on the positive side. Um, and I think this just comes from, I mean, so I guess, look, let me think about it. Like, so I've just to give some feedback or just background, um, I've worked at the same company now coming up on five years. Uh, I think my five year anniversary is in like two days or so. It is. Yeah. Um, So the original ones kind of didn't mean that much shit. It really was kind of like I ran this department and really like no one really had that much input and unless they really needed something. So my performance reviews were kind of like, hey, you're doing the thing good job kind of thumbs up and it really didn't amount to much. There was no regular schedule of it. It didn't happen often. Uh, And then over time with our company, we've put in more processes and procedures and really started focusing on this type of stuff. And uh, with our boss in particular, he's great at it. Um, He is. Yeah. That's why it's like tough for me to really say anything because I don't have that much experience in a lot of different places to be like, Hey, yeah, this is how, I've had it here and it sucked or it was good, but at least comparative to what we've done in the past to now with our current um, like manager, it, it's just world of a difference. And it, I would say for the most part, it works out pretty well. Um, you know, we, we kind of get together, we write down our, our own thoughts of the work that was done. We then, you know, kind of have a cohesive vision of what we did in the past three months or six months, depending on when, what, whatever the schedule was when we did the review. And then we discuss what we want to do for like the next, you know, quarter to, you know, whatever. Um, usually it's gone really well. Um, I would say the only thing for me is like my work is a little bit different than most people qualitatively. I'm not like measured on like 
certain numbers. It's really like project based. So the only thing I'd say frustrating on my end is like me being like, hey, I want to do certain things or like develop in a certain route and then being basically sidelined in a different direction just because of the needs of the companies changed, um, you know, drastically in a certain amount of time. But my my overall perspective has been pretty positive. I think monthly would be too much for me. I think quarterly makes sense because, hey, you can have a bad month. Um, people just have that. Just life stuff happens or whatever it is. Like you can have like a crappy month. Uh, at least maybe for me, I'm self-aware enough where I don't need someone to tell me like we have a bad month. But also we meet with our manager on a weekly basis to know, to say like, hey, we had a bad week. And we didn't get all the things we wanted to get done this week or we had a great week and it's consistent. So it really just keeps you at like a uh, you have your own barometer. So I think I don't know, it, it depends on people when they have check ins uh, in general. Like if you have like no check ins and. Yeah. How do you know you're supposed to be getting done? Yes. Yeah, so in office, I'd say we are fortunate where we have a very transparent and open uh, environment at our company to speak pretty freely and pretty frequently. And it's encouraged, let alone just our, our manager or our boss being quite proactive in fostering of that. Yeah. Right. So we're, we're very hard fortunate for me to really give a, yeah. no, but <laughs> a good I, so perspective. I'm going to go into kind of other companies I've been at. Right. So I think in general, performance reviews are so important to other people because if they're in a big corporation that doesn't have the type of luxury we have or the type of relationships we have with people that manage, uh, you don't get that. You don't get that. This is everything, right? Yeah, this this performance review directly correlates to exactly how much you'll make rather than what you do throughout the year being noticed regularly and getting, right? So one situation I had at the last job I worked at, which I was there like, just just under six years, like five years wow. or so. That's um, a long time. And you know, I worked my way up there. Loved the company. I, I got a lot of really good. I mean, I, I'm super grateful. It was a great job, great people. But the performance re- review part was not that great. What they would do is, you know, it would foster good conversation between me and like the VP at the time that was like doing stuff there. You know, of course, but they would have you rank. Just this was the question that really mattered the most. Everyone did a great job, I'm sure, of selling themselves throughout the performance review, their accomplishments, what they did, what they could do better, what they want to achieve, right? So you get a chance to write that all out. You could write with how happy you are with the company and the culture, blah, blah, blah. But the main thing was actually that at the end, it would be like, how happy are you with your job at XYZ company? Like, how happy are you? And I put in my final year there a six. Now, a six to me is a little bit above average, right? It is not failing. It is not 60%. I put a six and I put a six for valid reasons. I put exactly why I put that. I put exactly how to make that an eight or a nine. And what they're used to is people just putting nine or 10 to kiss their ass and just be like, I'm super happy. I love everything here. I'll do anything you say. That is not me. And everyone that's worked with me knows that's not me. It's never been me. (laughs) So this is probably my favorite thing about working with you is like you just kind of call it out if something's not working. Exactly. So this is a four star rating on Uber. This is like, oh my god. Yes, this is the equivalent star. So the six, and I explain, hey, it's above average. Look, I don't like X Y Z thing. I feel like my career growth has been stunted with X Y Z thing. This is how I would like it to be fixed, and. They could not get over the six, dude. Like I had people like 
I had the executive vice president ask me why I put a six. Why are you unhappy? Like, you know, I thought like, you know, we've been doing this. Why is he? And I'm like, a six is above average. We can make it an eight with these things. It's yeah, not that big of a deal. I, the but- only thing I'm going to chime in there, though, Charlie, in like, uh, uh, and so one, um, I think your rating scale is accurate. Um, and I think most people don't, like when they're, when they're using a rating scale, I think they kind of correspond it with, uh, what are grades like school system exactly grades. Yeah, like so 60 percent so it's like failing, an a yeah. is a nine to yeah. like a hundred or whatever nine to ten yeah and b is whatever so it's like if you get a d a six that's not good that's usually not good for most people um you don't just equate it to really the number scale itself um and i would say i was on that boat for a while until i really met you and then you were like yeah like you can use a six and it doesn't mean like shit was bad it's just five is average and i was like Oh, wow. I guess that fucking makes sense. Um, so I I think that's kind of part of the problem. I mean, honestly, like if you put a six and like most people don't like, yeah, you're going to be going to call yourself yeah. out. <laughs> but the thing is, the perception of the six mattered more than anything I said. I wrote out this very detailed thing and it wasn't demanding. That's I wasn't so, asking so like, for it's, that's like so it, it wasn't like I just did this to be like, fix it, make it a nine. You know, I wasn't like, I was like, Hey, like, this is why I feel this way. You know, I would like this X, Y, Z thing to happen, you know? And yeah, whatever. Recruiters were on my ass all the time. Anyway, I found a better job. So screw them. But I gave them a six for a good reason. So this comes back to the main See issue, which is people just need to be more like upfront and open and honest and not worry about like hurting people's feelings. Like, cause it's just work. And, you know, I, I feel like too many people like can't handle confrontation and negative feedback, even if it's like constructive, like you're saying it was. Um, so that, that's just the main, the main thing. We need to all be more straight up with each other. I agree. This applies to a lot more than performance reviews. I've actually learned in my life that I feel like I've done better than I have in recent years. Just with anything, anything in life, be more transparent and direct has always gotten me into a positive place. And I feel like that is office is rubbing my back right I, now. I feel like that warranted a little, little background. Thank you. But yes, I think with work. Office, I'm going to be very life, honest with you right now. Your pheromones are turning me on. <laughs> I'm going to have to end the podcast early. (laughs) (laughs) No, but um, I do, before we wrap up here in, uh, since we're talking about performance reviews, Nafis, can you give a very brief performance review of Gary on the podcast this year? Uh, A rating out of six, and then just a couple uh, short snippets of how you feel he's out of six. I'm I'm sorry. Uh, you can give a six if you feel yeah, it's just I got about, real confused. I, I'm I was like, sorry. I'm also <laughs> fixated on the six I gave apparently. But Nafis, uh, out of ten, what would you give Gary? And then just some snippets on why you gave him the number you would give him. So Gary, I'm going to give you a seven. Um, I really debated between six or seven, but I'm going to give you a seven for a couple of reasons. Um, so. Most of the reduction in points here, which I'd probably go up to like a nine and like a decimal point. I can't give you a straight 10, but like it's really just attendance. Uh, What gives you the seven is really just how magical your voice sounds. Um, The fact that you consistently show up with almost zero prep before the podcast um, because if, if you're a listener or a new listener and you don't know this, Gary has zero prep. He has almost no idea of what we're going to talk about and always comes on, sounds fucking phenomenal. And 
consistently questions why we want him on the podcast. Yeah, I really don't think I sound phenomenal. Um, th- but that's I appreciate that. And yes, I, I, I do like to go in blind. So I've been doing that since day one, except for the Bitcoin podcast. That's right. You prepared <laughs> heavily for that, and I was appreciated. But but any other feedback there for Gary or um nah, Gary, honestly, the only feedback is um we, we need you to not be incarcerated. Um people that, want you, they need you and we need you. Yeah, it's gonna be hard. I, I can't make any guarantees for the coming months here because it's gonna be pretty rough for a period of time. But no guarantees I'm doing my time. For- I'm doing my time, man. I'm just trying to like <laughs> not time, be poor, baby. you know. We feel like you're going to be out on the street. So I appreciate it. Well, on that note, we're going to wrap up the fucking episode. We out here. And if you've heard an episode before, you know the drill. If you haven't, well, we're going to go through the whole spiel. First things first, get on Apple Podcasts. Jump on there. If you enjoyed this episode, if you're even listening to this, why not leave us a review? You had a good time. You're listening to the whole thing. Now, to follow up with something Charlie mentioned in the previous episode, Spotify also has a review system. So if you've listened to at least two reviews, give us a five star rating, you know, and I don't know if there's comments to be allowed to be put in. Not yet. If you listen to two episodes or more, uh, just give us a good rating. And if you're not going to give us a good reading, don't Don't do do it. it. Hit us up and tell us why. And then lastly, of course. Follow us on Instagram at not to be technical at Twitter at not Wait to be second. tech. We just got done telling people to be honest with their feedback. And then you're saying not to leave a, a review. Uh, we're talking about a performance time. review at work. This is different. Gary. Yes. This is and the also, same shit. They can give us the bad <laughs> feedback on Instagram, a private message, an email, SMS message. If you know us that, well, I don't know, but Whatever just not you on Apple podcast. Don't, don't do, do that. On, don't no, do, it on don't the do that. Please. <laughs> Again, follow us at not to be technical on Instagram, at not to be tech on Twitter, and at not to be technical on TikTok. Because it's coming. It's coming. And if you want to help with that project, please hit us up because we would love that. That would be the best holiday gift for us ever. And birthday gift for Noff. And birthday gift for me. And for Gary. And aside from that, stay tuned for the next episode. Episode 31. Episode 20. I guess it's 29. It's 29. 30. 31st recorded episode. I don't know what I'm saying.